You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to welcome today's guest. Today's guest is Kalisa Martin, the co-founder of The Runaway Jamaica, a community-oriented luxury bed and breakfast. Kalisa and her better half, Jeff, a New York couple of Caribbean heritage, left the nine-to-five city grind to pursue their passion for food, culture, and travel. And after becoming the first and only successfully funded bed and breakfast on Kickstarter, they have quickly become the go-to destination for adventurous travelers seeking an authentic immersion into island life. And now, building on the experience they've begun in Jamaica, Kalisa and Jeff are actually expanding to new destinations around the world. So on this episode, you'll learn what inspired the idea to open the Runway Jamaica and how she got the courage to quit her nine to five and pursue her entrepreneurial dreams. So welcome to the show, Kalisa. Let's get right into it. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know you have a background in food science. Um, So who is Kalisa? How'd you get here? Sure. So I am a self-proclaimed food nerd. I love everything about food. And even at a young age, I knew that I wanted to learn everything I possibly could about it. So I gained my undergraduate degree in food science and nutrition and then um, went on to culinary school after that and then jumped right into the food media industry in New York City. And so my whole life, my professional life, my personal life is always about food. Um, I gardened in Brooklyn. I used to lead food tours um, down in Manhattan. So I love everything about it. Um, And I grew up in southern New Jersey, but my parents um, are Jamaican. And yeah, that's just a, a quick snapshot of me. Okay, cool. So of course, we have, you know, the Jamaican heritage in common. I was born in Jamaica. And I actually came across the run- runway Jamaica. I met someone at a conference who went there for a retreat and I oh, was like, wow. Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Why That's have I so never cool. heard of it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was with food heaven or, or yes. something. Yes. They had a retreat mm-hmm. there. So walk That's awesome. A- yeah. Walk us through the creation of the runway Jamaica. Like uh, how long has it been around? What inspired you to do this and, and why Jamaica in particular? Sure. So, um, I mean, there's a, there's a long answer and a short answer. I'll try to stick to the points. Um, so the Runaway Jamaica has officially been open for a year as of this month. Um, but the idea itself um, kind of went into motion back in 2014. Um, my partner, Jeff, and I, we um, both had dreams that could be realized in the project. And it just happened to be the right place and the right time for us to make it happen. Um, and so we... It was actually a a winter storm. We were both living in New York and a storm kind of put us over the edge of living in the Northeast. And we took a vacation um, to Jamaica at the very last second. Um, And it was there actually, you know, in Jamaica when we decided that we wanted to pursue this idea of a bed and breakfast um, seriously. And things moved quickly after that. Um, We 
thought about it some more and of course, you know, threw out some ideas and planned it before we officially shook on it a few months later. And then um, I put in my notice at work. And a few months after that, we made the move. We just picked up, packed up and moved to Jamaica. And um, we actually lived um, on site on the property that we were converting into a bed and breakfast for about six months um, before we launched the Kickstarter. So we had enough time to plan, really get our bearings and um, get all the finances in order. Um, And then we announced everything on Kickstarter in March of 2015. Wow, what a journey. So, you know, I have so many questions, but before we get into more of your startup journey, tell us about all that the runway experience now encompasses. For those who are not familiar, um, what all, what are all the business angles? Sure. So, um, we first launched as, um, you know, a brick and mortar B&B in Jamaica. Um, and we spent the last year kind of refining our model and, um, it was really an incubator for a lot of concepts that we had and what we wanted to do in the travel space. And now, um, we're preparing to launch our first runway experience, um, trip, which, uh, is actually going to be in Cuba in January of 2017. And, um, basically what we learned was that, the runaway is more of a concept than the bed and breakfast itself. And um, what our guests valued the most was really, you know, the curation um, that we did with their itineraries, the concierge service that we provided with booking everything on their behalf, and really just having people like them host them on the ground in that place, which was Jeff and myself. And so um, we're taking that concept on the road and we're officially calling ourselves now the runaway experience. And um, instead of, you know, rebuilding a bed and breakfast in every destination we want to visit, we're going to be linking up with awesome B&Bs that already exist and other boutique um, lodging establishments and bringing our guests to them. And we'll still do everything from booking airfare to, of course, the accommodations and all of the activities. And we'll actually join them on these travel experiences and we host them on the ground. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Okay. So back to the inception of the brand. What -hmm. what were some of the first steps you took to start taking your idea and turning it into a brand? Well, um, I guess, like I said, Jeff, uh, Jeff and I, we went on that vacation, then we got home, you know, it was one of those conversations where we we were thinking, you know, are we really serious? Is this something that we want to do? And we spent uh, a few months really um, talking it through and thinking about what it would be like. And is this really something that we wanted to do, you know, because it's a pretty big change. And um, once we got all that out of the way, we we knew that we wanted to also um launch our project via Kickstarter, which that to us was like a really um, great way to launch our business because um, it forced us to really boil down the concept into not only a video, but like a one pager that somebody could look at our site and really grasp the concept even before it ever existed. And to us, like Kickstarter really did that for us. In addition to getting the capital, it really allowed us to identify ourselves and figure out um, you know, who we were as a brand. So is there something particular about Kickstarter as a crowdfunding platform that made you use that as opposed to other crowdfunding platforms? No, you know, I think um, we did look at the other ones, um, but I think we liked the idea of the all or nothing 
um, where some of the other platforms, um, if you don't hit your goal, um, you still get the funds, which is amazing. Um, but I think for us, we wanted that added pressure of, you know, we've got to hit our minimum, you know, in order to, to get anything. And so that was great. And plus, I think um, Kickstarter has a really great support network. Um, and they have a lot of exposure. It's probably one of the better known sites for crowdfunding. Um, and it just happened to be the right fit for us. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Kickstarter definitely has that brand that, you know, okay, you're legit. You're not just, you know, raising money for your school books or (laughs) (laughs) for your cousin's birthday party. um, I I also read that you use something called Launchpack. What, tell us, what is that? And, uh, what are some best practices for Kickstarter in general that you've learned? For sure. Yeah. Launchpack um, is an amazing company. I do think that they're operating um, kind of in a different capacity now than when we first worked with them, but their website is still up. I believe it's launchpack.co. And basically they were a boutique marketing agency focused entirely on supporting um, companies kickstart their their brand. And so um, they provided... um, a videographer, a copywriter, um, project manager to really help guide us through the process of crowdfunding. And it was great because, you know, Jeff and myself, we both have backgrounds in marketing and we have experience in those things. But having, um, you know, a dedicated team um, similarly invested in your success um, was really great for us, especially in that in those beginning stages. Um, and I'd say as far as tips for any crowdfunding campaign, I'd say, you know, take it seriously, invest resources into making it really polished because um, potential donors, they look at the page and they say, okay, well, you know, this looks very professional. I know that they're going to put um, a lot of work into making their dream come true because they've they've invested that high quality into the page itself. Um, so yeah, and I'd also say, you know, be really open with um, not only what the project is, but who you are and what you believe in, because that really resonates um, with potential donors as well. Got it. Got it. So you raised your Kickstarter, you successfully, um, you know, funded your campaign. How would you say you and Jeff's prior work experiences supported all of this, this marketing, this starting, starting up the the, uh, operations and, you know, supported turning this venture into a real thing? Yeah, that I would say was critical for us. Um, A lot of times we talk about, you know, our passion for travel and for food and, you know, our desire to make it a reality. But it really did come down to um, the skills that we had. And um, we were just blessed that they were really applicable to this project. Um, So my background is, um, even though I've been in the food industry the whole time, I've actually been on the business side. Um, And so I have a strong background in like operations and project management and um, brand marketing and all of that. And Jeff has um, a strong background in marketing, social media, um, website building and everything in between. So um, for us, it was like a really great balance of skills and um, especially considering we're the only two, you know, full-time employees for the company, um, we really had to maximize on on everything we could apply to the project. Got it. Yeah. And and I wanted to get into that. I will get into that in a little bit about staffing and Mm -hmm. and teams and building (laughs) your team. Um, But before we do that, 
Let's touch a little bit because I think that a lot of us have ideas. We want to build things. We we even have ideas of moving to other countries and building things. Mm-hmm. But you have to financially prepare for that. So you talked about, you know, put it in your um, resignation papers. But I'm really curious about um, the mindset you have to have to to say, you know what, I enjoyed this getaway so much. I'm actually going <laughs> to do it. I'm going to quit this stable, awesome job because you were doing amazing things. So tell me a little bit about that mindset and then how you financially prepared in addition to the Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because I think Jeff and I must be crazy or something because to us it like wasn't a big deal (laughs) (laughs) but when we would talk to other people they'd be like oh my gosh are you sure right people don't do do that (laughs) (laughs) but um I think a couple things played into that um Jeff he already uh, owns his own business and so um with his marketing agency he could already work from anywhere. And so we were able to take, you know, clients, whether we were still in Brooklyn or whether we were on the other side of the world. So that was, um, I guess, a pretty comforting fact. Um, But, you know, in addition to that, I think we both just have um, the mindset to just go for it. Um, My mom actually has been a small business owner for, I guess, as long as I've been alive. And so that entrepreneurial spirit, um, I think it's definitely passed down. And yeah, I I don't think really anything would have held us back from from going for it. So those first six months, you mentioned you were just um, getting things set up, getting to know the lay of the land. You you hadn't ever lived in Jamaica, though, right? But even though you your parents are from there. So what was that like, like getting to know a whole new environment um, and figuring out like the local vendors that you wanted to source from and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Um, and you're right, I had never lived there full time. The longest I had been in Jamaica um, in one stretch was um, about six weeks um, during college. I, I interned at a hotel and that was like the best time of my life. That was when I knew I could live in Jamaica. Um, so when we did move there full time for the purpose of planning and preparation for this project, um, you know, it was crazy because we were inside you know, researching, making calls, emailing people all the time. And our friends and family would, um, they didn't really get it that we were there like working. They thought we were on some like extended vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd be, they'd be like, oh, did you go to the beach this morning? And we'd be like, I don't even remember the last time I saw the ocean. Wow. (laughs) So it was a really focused um, time period for us. But it was great because we ended up linking up with awesome people and, um, you know, artisans and artists and craftsmen and women who um, ended up contributing amazing things to the project. And so it was really great to have that time to prepare. Oh, that's awesome. And it's funny you mentioned that. It makes me think of my sister. So um, my parents moved to, we moved to the U.S. when I was six. I also have two older sisters. Um, and my oldest sister moved back to Jamaica um, a few years ago to live, you know, mm-hmm. work and live full time. And everyone always wants to visit her. And she's <laughs> like, you know, I'm not on a permanent vacation. Yeah. right? Like, <laughs> you can come to visit, but I'll be at work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, moving That's right funny. along. Um, I want to talk about marketing because I'm always fascinated by how people uh, get their brand name out there and, and attract clients, attract customers because it has to be a really strategic process. So Mm -hmm. I want to know how 
Like, what were some of the first steps you took to start marketing and building awareness of the Runaway Jamaica and experience? Um, were you doing Facebook marketing? Like, what kind of things were you doing to get the word out? Yeah, definitely Facebook, Instagram. Um, and I have to say Kickstarter again as well, because that really was the first um, you know, platform that we were able to to spread the word. And even just from doing Kickstarter, we got a bunch of press. And um, so we had that buzz going even before we opened up our doors. Um, so that was pretty amazing. And then, like you mentioned, with Facebook and Instagram these days, you can target and um, really speak to the audience that you want to reach. And so that has been critical for us. Um, that's been the main advertising for sure. And, you know, a big part of marketing is market research. So mm -hmm. you uh, you went to Jamaica and you had this idea, but what kind of research did you do to know that this was a need and that there, yeah, that, that you would actually be able to attract customers? Well, I would say, you know, it's it's an overwhelming fact that travel is, you know, more popular now than it ever has been, especially with the emphasis on um, spending for experiences versus um, you know, tangible things. And I think especially um, folks these days really do want an authentic travel experience. They're not necessarily booking the all-inclusive resorts anymore. They're looking to find Airbnbs. They're looking to get personal recommendations. And so um, for us, we, we love the islands. We love Jamaica. And we knew that we could um, create something special there to create for folks. Um, and unfortunately, because we were so specific in describing our offering, we also attracted um, folks who knew exactly what they were getting and were totally down with it. And um, we're really excited to, to find something that that gave them what they were looking for. So it's been great. Got it. Got it. And did you start to reap though that profit and reward from your business yet? Or are you still in a growing phase? And if you have like started to, to profit, what were the first things you invested back into the business? Well, I'd say since it has just been a year since we opened, we really wanted to take this first year um, to incubate the product and and discover what worked well and what didn't. And then now we're using those learnings to expand next year and, you know, expand the profitability and scaling and just also maintain a, a more sustainable lifestyle for Jeff and myself. Because, um, you know, as you can imagine, like running a and b is, is very taxing on, on your physical life, on, you know, financial life and all those things. And so the way we're scaling now, it um, not only expands our offering to more people in different destinations, but it also allows us to um, also create the quality of life um, that we want to have. Yeah, I was wondering about that because, you know, obviously there needs to be some kind of physical presence for a B&B &B mm -hmm. and then the experiences takes you away from that. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what kind of balance do you envision for the future? Do you, do you envision hiring more people to do um, the day-to-day -day property management or will you kind of rotate when you're there versus when you're running the experiences? Well, in terms of the B&B &B itself, I do think that we'll only be hosting guests when um, Jeff and I are physically there because I think part of the experience is, you know, feeling like you're visiting friends in their home. Um, that's the difference between, you know, our experience versus just um, renting out a villa, I'd right, say. Right, right. Um, so we definitely want to be there for that. Um, and even for, um, 
now the Runaway Experience and other destinations, um, we're really excited to link up with other operations that are already, you know, running. And so instead of us having to um, fully staff the whole experience, we're linking up with um, a bed and breakfast that already exists and has their own team. And so in that way, it's scalable for us and we actually don't have to increase our overhead. Got it. And I like that, you know, you've tapped into a big market right now, the whole travel, travel while black, black and Mm -hmm. abroad uh, Mm -hmm. movement that's going on. And you recognize that at an early stage. But now that you're building these experiences, how do you structure your projected um, income? And and this is a projected revenue stream. Like, are you... um, how how do you garner customers for the, you know, first of all, like, how are you attracting them to understand that you now do this whole experiences um, mm-hmm. aspect? And then um, how do you differentiate yourself in the market? Yeah, I'd say, um, well, we definitely had to do like kind of an unveiling. We had a new website. We refreshed all of our social channels um, to help people understand that we're now the runaway experience versus the runaway Jamaica. And, you know, we still get, uh, inquiries for bookings at the Runaway Jamaica, um, which we're sad to turn away. But I think more and more people are are grabbing onto the fact that we're going to be offering um, these new global um, travel experiences. And I think once um, the first one happens in January, then we can fully um, transition over into that mindset and folks will totally get it. And um, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're excited to do. Yeah. And I think that people are always excited to have someone else plan their trip, right? Like mm-hmm. no, whenever you do a group, group trip, no one wants to be the organizer. Exactly. <laughs> so we're it, taking that all off their hands. Taking that all off your hands, curating the experience and, and making it safe too, because it can be intimidating to travel by yourself, even when you're exactly. willing to plan it all. So I love right. that you're doing that as someone who has so many countries, she still wants to hit up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give us your, bucket list right right work it in (laughs) (laughs) and then um so let's talk about hiring the right team so you mentioned that right now it's just you and jeff but Mm -hmm. i know at some point you're going to need to expand so have you learned um some things about hiring thus far have you tried adding members to your team or are you just keeping it very lean on purpose Well, we're keeping it lean on purpose, but, you know, from time to time, we do definitely um, work with vendors um, that are experts in in their own um, skills and industries, whether it's, you know, for photography or videography or anything like that. So we definitely have um, a great network of of really amazing people um, that we're able to loop in when necessary. But um, in terms of a full time Uh, person that's still a little bit down the road for us. Got it. Got it. And then in terms of marketing, because that's, you know, such a huge part of business, do you do that all yourself? Do you plan to like have some assistance with that? Yeah, we, we definitely do all that ourselves. And um, that actually falls under Jeff's wheelhouse. Right. And yeah, like I said, with social media um, these days and, you know, pitching different publications. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that we've just decided to, to take on ourselves so far. Got it. And speaking of social media, like, do you have a targeted approach there in terms of is Instagram 
have you found that to be your main traffic driver and conversion um, engine or uh, are there other channels that you prefer? I would say definitely um, Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, those, those two are the main ones for us and the main ways we're able to really engage audiences. And what's been the most surprising part of this whole process? I mean, you started out um, starting a B&B fundraising for that, uh, doing a Kickstarter for that, and now you're on to this whole runway experience. So what's been most surprising? Um, I'd say the response has been the most surprising. I mean, pleasantly surprising for sure. Um, but I think as we evolve our brand and as we um, put out new ventures and new tentacles of the project, it's been really um, humbling and you know amazing to see that, that folks are really gravitating towards it and responding positively. Um, so I'd say just the fact that every, what we're putting out as we change and evolve has been, you know, well received. That's been the most pleasantly surprising thing. Got it. I'm also interested to know, it's funny because, you know, you and your partner are this entrepreneurial couple. And that's kind of the way um, me and my fiance are, you know, he's a full time entrepreneur as an app developer. And I'm oh, cool. slowly, yeah, scaling my way into the world of entrepreneurship. And I would love to know how your days are structured now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> think, man. Yeah. Like, what's a <laughs> typical day these days? Because you have to structure your time. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you only knew, we use um, Asana actually. As I love main. Asana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get them to sponsor this podcast because I, I talk about them all the time. <laughs> yeah, like if you had a nickel for every time right. you mentioned it, right? right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say in terms of tax ma- task management, Asana's our go-to, um, and I love a good schedule I can like stick to the schedule any day of the week oh, um but it's funny though because we are you know we work together we're our only co-workers we always want to talk about um whatever each other's working on right <laughs> like you want to brainstorm ideas you want to bounce around um thoughts and so we actually had to dedicate a block of time in the middle of the day to just do that so that we weren't you know, in meetings all day long. So yes. we each kind of do our own thing and then we converge and collaborate and then we go back. Um, so that's kind of our like loose structure for okay. our day to day. Right. Cause you don't want to only talk about business. Like you're still a couple, right? Exactly. Like- <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it could be, it could be a, a weird line. To yes. Tell. <laughs> we and- are constantly drawing that line. Close down the computer. <laughs> Work's over. Right. Right. <laughs> Let go of your phone. Um, and, but how are you working your passion for food into this, um, to the, the um, runaway experience? Yeah. So I won't be doing all the cooking like I um, did at the Runaway Jamaica B&B, but I am still going to be curating the whole culinary experience and making sure that, um, you know, everything the the guests staying with us eat is like top notch and the most delicious thing you could have while in that destination. And um, even apart from curating the actual dining experience on the ground, I'm going to be creating content all around the culinary experience. So um, whether it's developing recipes that folks at home can make or just documenting the whole thing so you can feel like you're experiencing it no matter where you are, um, that's still going to be kind of forefront for our brand, like the culinary side. Got it. Got it. And do you see yourselves um, expanding beyond the curated experiences also? Or th- will this be for the foreseeable, fu- the foreseeable future, the business model? 
Oh, well, we have too many ideas. I'd say. <laughs> so um, right now we're working on these curated experiences, but we're also going to be um, announcing a series of retreats um, in, in Bali for next May as well. So um, they might just be uh, cultural immersions like we're doing in Cuba or retreats focused on various wellness aspects like we're doing in Bali and maybe even um, some pop-ups in the state. So different versions of um, kind of the same concept and and more things to come for sure. Oh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to talk offline about a yeah. retreat for Side Hustle <laughs> Pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, But now let's get into the lightning round. Um, You know the deal. You're going to answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? I'm ready. All right. So number one, what's an online resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I'd say Google for sure. I mean, it sounds very basic, but um, all the Google products are amazing. And the deeper you dive into it, the more you'll realize that you can literally do everything with Google. Like I can work from anywhere because I can log into any computer, get everything from the cloud, whether it's presentations or spreadsheets or collaborative documents. Um, I love Google products. Awesome. Number two, what's been your proudest moment since launching the Runaway Experience? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, Man, I don't know if I've, had just one, but I will say the most rewarding thing is actually hosting guests. I know that sounds silly because a lot of people think that's like what we do, um, but really most of the time is spent planning and preparing and organizing and all the logistics. So every time we actually get to engage um, with the folks who book with us, that's like the best part of it. Um, and you get to meet new people. And, and even if we're, you know, talking about the same thing that we've talked about every weekend before then just to share it with someone who's never seen it or eaten it or experienced it before is is really amazing. Aww. All right. Number three, what's the best book or podcast episode or live event that you've consumed this year? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not sure if this counts as any of those categories, but um, I was actually just uh, talking to my sister about how much, um, how many like great shows are on TV these days and how many great like works of art um, produced by black folks like for yes. um, our audience are on. And it's just been amazing. I mean, even like Lemonade, yes. earlier in this year, <laughs> I feel like that, Beyonce yes. started it off. <laughs> And then um, since then, I mean, even right now, uh, Queen Sugar, um, Luke Cage, um, Insecure, Insecure, Atlanta. There's so much. It's been like an overflow. And I'm so excited to tune in. I know. I'm here for all of it. (laughs) All of it. And the music. I mean, the music on all of those shows. I'm like, why isn't this on the radio? Because then I would listen to the radio. Right. (laughs) This this should be the norm. You know, it shouldn't even feel like, yes, wow. Right. But yeah, it's definitely a good year. Right. It's definitely a good year in art. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you didn't really name one particular thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I might let you slide. But if, if, you know, if there's one particular thing that stood out, let us know. I will. <laughs> All righty. Number four, what's a daily practice that you use to start your day on the right note and increase your productivity throughout the day? Well, if I am a good girl, I always start my day off um, with my devotions and a good workout. 
I think recently I've been trying to be more consistent about both of those things. Um, but when they both happen, like my day is like rocking. And if I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel a little off track, it's because one of those two things didn't happen. So I'd say my devotions and getting some fitness in in the morning. I hear you. Those uh, I'm I'm getting ready to write a post about like my morning ritual. But mind you, you know, some days it's a it's a hit. Some yep. days it's a miss. <laughs> All right, number five. Um, this is supposed to be the lightning round, but it never really does. It never goes that way. <laughs> number five, what's your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss but are worried about doing like you did and, and losing the steady paycheck? Well, I wouldn't say, you know, don't think about it, just do it. I wouldn't say that because that's not great advice. That, but I would say that um, really anything is possible with a good plan. And if the paycheck or the finances in general is kind of the thing that's holding you back, just plan it out. Decide, okay, I need to save up X amount of money in order to survive for six months without my job and then put the plan in motion to save up that amount and give yourself that opportunity to go for it. So plan it out, make it happen. Right. And speaking of that, like, I'm curious. So when we dive into, you know, the planning out again, as mm -hmm. you wait to do more of these experiences, is there like any kind of side hustle that you're doing <laughs> in addition to the runway experience to fund it as you're waiting for like customers to pay their deposits and things like that? Or is that the Airbnb, I'm sorry, the um runway Jamaica bookings that kind of tied you over? Well, that plus um, Jeff still does have his agency. So we are able to take, you know, clients on the side okay. to kind of tie us over. But the way we're expanding for 2017, um, everything um, will kind of support everything and we'll be um, we'll be able to live from that. Awesome. So, that's the plan. so you're mm -hmm. all projected out income exactly. wise. <laughs> Any yep. tips there to share with the audience? I in the last episode I talked a little bit about um some tips that I learned at a conference about, you know, just uh trying to line your ducks up for twenty seventeen. But if there's anything you can share as well. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, we live and die by our budget. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have this like crazy Google spreadsheet that I look at like every minute of every day really? um so yeah i would just say make sure you're you are projecting everything you're chewing up with actuals and just plant plans make me comfortable mm. i i take comfort in plans so whether it's a financial plan or otherwise when everything is laid out you're good to go Yes, I think that's a great note to end on, like mm -hmm. actually sticking to your plans, looking at your plans and holding yourself accountable right. and truing up those numbers, making yep. sure you're hitting them. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you've told us what's next throughout the episode, but if there's anything else you want to add in what's next for the runaway experience, let us know now. Ooh, um, I will say that we are going to be putting our next experience up on our site very soon. Um, so folks should be on the lookout for that. And sorry, I'm probably jumping ahead, but our website is um, therunawayexperience.com to stay in the loop. And folks can sign up there to, to stay in the know. Awesome. I'm definitely going to stay in the know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I did want to know the best way that people can connect with you after this episode. Um, so go ahead and, and share that with us. 
Yes. So our website is therunawayexperience.com. Our social channels are also at The Runaway Experience. And my personal Instagram is Kalisa M. Martin. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us in the guest chair today, Kalisa. It's been a pleasure. Um, I mean, you guys have been on my radar for a while, so it's so awesome to have been able to sit down and chat with you about how the runaway experience came to be. Yeah, it's been so fun. Thanks again for having me. Of course. And there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me online at sidehustlepro.co and on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Side Hustle Pro. Talk to you next week.